first off, you need to play more than one hour, Sarah. You really do. Welcome to Open Indie episode number 11, and I'm now connected with someone from France. Could you maybe introduce yourself? Hi, uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, Raphael. I'm the exec producer uh, for the game The Architect Paris, um, developed and published by the studio Enodo Games, located in France, hence me being in France. Let's first talk about your current game, The Architect Paris, uh, which has been released um, last month, so September 2021. It's, I would say, a builder. I played already like an hour into the game, so um, my feeling was there's lots of planning, uh, constructing buildings and also making photos of your constructions. Um, but could you maybe describe an example? Uh, what exactly do we see and maybe what do we hear in the game? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, first off, you need to play more than one hour, Sarah. You really do. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I think it's a game that needs to be played for a long time before it actually you get to the point where you start having really a lot of fun. Um, a typical scene of the architect would be you impersonate a young architect, just fresh out of school, and you've decided to settle down in Paris. Um, I can later down the road explain why we chose Paris, but um, the, the story is so. So you just started your company um, in Paris, And you have to find contracts uh, and um, you will get clients and they will challenge you uh, to build things. So really, you're right, Sarah, it's a builder. It's really a, a builder. I wouldn't say it's a city builder because every time we use that word, people would come back at us and uh, say, you know, city builders have their genre that has its own codes and you guys are not in these codes and we would answer yes that's exactly what we wanted we didn't want to make another city builder uh, we always i mean we're big fans of sim city we're big fans of city skylines all all the team has played hours of these games and we love it and we think that it's such a great job it would be crazy to go after these guys so we tried to find another way to um, think about the city, I guess. And um, uh, the the head of the company being an architect uh, at first, he really wanted to bring this dimension, I, I would say, into the gaming industry. Maybe, you know, what? in most city builders, you're like the mayor of the city, but you're really not the mayor because you're kind of a god also, like, you know, looking downward. So we decided not to go this way and we said, okay, what what if we were just an architect? Um, of course, uh, you're not going to spend your time um, designing every light switch and um, choosing uh, the furniture. So it's not that type of architecture. It's more the urban type of architecture. What kind of buildings would I build in Paris if I had to reinvent it? Would I go with the traditional Haussmann style, you know, the, what Paris is made of? I think it's 60-some percent right now. Um, or would I be going for something more modern, maybe futuristic? What would be 
my choices as uh, an architect, as an artist, in a way, uh, to develop this. So that's the that's the, the the rough pitch, I would say, of the game. If you talk about city builders, I always think about well, you've got to construct your mill and you got to gather resources and all your workers together, and then you got to fight for your city and stuff like that. But that's totally not what the architect Paris is about. It's about redesigning Paris, right? Exactly. It's not a management game. Um, it's it's not about finding resources, uh, which, by the way, is something that is not really realistic. You know, I mean, it's it's um, if you need electricity, you just build a plant, you know, and then you get electricity. Uh, if you need to go somewhere, you just build a road uh, and you just go. And if you're not satisfied with it, just delete it and start over. Um, that's very fun. And I think we all had a lot of fun with these games. But it's not, it's not real life in Europe in the, the years 2020 and 2021. We're more thinking about how can we make cities evolve? How can we change things? How can we stop making cities bigger and bigger and larger, like gaining territory, you know, which is pretty much the, the essence of all city builders is you start small and then you grow. Well, we went the other way around. You have Paris and you're not going to be able to go one inch, one centimeter farther than Paris. So you need to redesign it. You need to deal with people coming in and needing housing, people who want to have a job, people who want to um, have more parks, uh, have more plazas. So you will have to face these things, but it's never just about adding things. It's always about dealing what, with what you have and making it evolve, change it, redesign it. You said it. It's really about redesigning the city to make it more modern. Uh, that was really what we wanted to, to achieve. That sounds great, really. Can you like redesign really all of Paris, like also the Eiffel Tower? Oh, you wish. <laughs> Everybody wishes. Um, so the answer, the, the, the brutal answer is no. You cannot redesign everything. Um, uh, first off, the streets are Paris streets. And um, there's a mayor right now in Paris who's trying to change circulation and traffic. Believe me, she's having a hard time. <laughs> and it's not fun. Uh, because, you know, it's Paris. So she's trying to have less cars in Paris. And it's it's very complicated because you cannot, you can't make a new street in Paris. I mean, it, it wouldn't make any sense, right? Um, so the, the streets, you can't change them. Uh, what you can't change either is what we call the landmarks. So we identified in each neighborhood, we identified several landmarks. So big, it can be monuments. I mean, the Eiffel Tower is obviously one of the landmarks, if not the landmark of the game. The Louvre is also, but there are small churches. Sometimes it's a park that we decided to make a sanctuary of. Um, and the idea was if we want people to reinvent Paris, It has to remain Paris in a way. And we thought about all these futuristic films, um, the movies, and even the games. Um, what do you keep if you want people to know they're in Paris? Well, typically you will keep the Eiffel Tower. 
even if you change it a little bit. So we wanted it to, st we wanted our city to remain Paris. So the Eiffel Tower, you can't touch it. The Louvre, you can't touch it. Uh, but there are projects like kind of rewarding projects. We call them the main projects. And these are achievable uh, when you play career mode, because we have two uh, play modes. When you play career mode, um, you can achieve these projects when you reach a certain level. And these projects might, in some cases, touch a little bit of the of the landmark. I'm laughing because I know that some people in Paris would die if they saw what we did with the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and I let okay. people go on the Steam page and look at what we have, because I think we, we have nice images now. <laughs> So people in Paris really want to redesign the Eiffel Tower? Are they really dreaming about that? I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure the Parisians' players are really our target. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of people living in Paris want to keep the city as it is. Uh, but we have, actually, we have a few uh, Parisians that I know of uh, who love the game. Um, one of them is a student in architecture, so obviously it's something that he likes to play with. But I know that uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in Paris are like, no, don't touch the city. You know, it's like, no, <laughs> don't change anything. So it's unless there's like a place they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so you already said there's like this um, career mode um, mm -hmm. where you've kind of, is it like a story mode, you would say, right? It's a bit of a story mode. Um, actually, the, the last version of the game is the story mode. It's really what we we um, we released last. Um The career mode is halfway between a story mode and a big tutorial on how to play the game. Uh, really, what we wanted is the, the idea of the game is sandboxy. You know, it's really what's behind the, the game is don't don't punish the players. Just give them tools and they can play with them. But to play with these tools, you have to understand a few things. Obviously, it's a big game. It's not, I mean, it's not easy to play. You have to spend some time, and you've experienced it, you might, you might confirm this. You have to spend some time trying to get acquainted with the tools so you really start having fun with it. So the story mode, the career mode, aims at this um, tries to bring you through the story of this young architect that will have to start with small projects and then move one step up and, and do bigger projects until you reach the point where you will be able to uh, go from, because you start in one neighborhood and then when you're done with this neighborhood and you've succeeded, then you can open the next neighborhood. We can go through the the gameplay later. So yeah, to answer your, mo your, your question, it's not really a story mode. It's more of a, of a tutorial, like a huge tutorial that you can play several times. And when you feel ready, you don't need to have people telling you what you should do, then you can start making your own projects and you can start really redesigning the whole city the way you want. But I think that's good. Like I needed some guidance in the beginning, like just to see what tools there are, what uh, things I can do. Like one quest, if you can call it, I had was like redesigning uh, like this plaza I had to build and I had to plan a rectangle. So I, I needed to uh, deconstruct some buildings and then um, like paint this rectangle and put the plaza there. And that was kind of difficult because, yeah, you were not allowed to deconstruct too many buildings. Um, so it kind of had to fit in some way. Yeah, this one is a tricky one. 
<laughs> it's a tricky one because there's budget involved in this one. So you have to be very careful about what you destroy and what you build because the budget is tight. Um, I know that's that's what. Well, you got you went all the way there. It's already good. It's, it means that you've spent some time playing the game. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's sometimes it's a bit of a puzzle, and you have to find one of the right ways. Uh, what we tried, I think, succeeded to do is that there's never just one way to do things. You can always find your way to achieve the project and to manage your goals and um, and to to go one the, the step the next step. Um, so uh, that was an important thing. So it's tricky. But it's always doable, obviously, and sometimes people come up with solutions that we had never thought about, and that's what's fun, right? You, you see people. It's not like people cheating in an FPS game. It's like it's it's not a bug. It's just like oh, okay, oh yeah, that's smart. You could do that, and um, and that's why we have a community that we love because they share a lot of their solutions and uh, and images, and um, yeah, it's it's fun to see how people will try sometimes just to reach the goal and they don't really care about how it looks obviously you know you can tell and some other people will be like i can't reach the goal and sometimes it's because they're so careful about what they're doing that it's hard for them to just you know they don't want to destroy this building because they find it beautiful but they will have to so maybe they can find a way to replace it with something else that they like too that's that's the idea I also shared my constructions with the community, but mine were not that special. I just um, played a bit around with the photo mode uh, in the game and did something with color and I don't know, that it kind of looks good and looks like I made something big, but I, I didn't know. I, sh I had to learn the mechanics I haven't still. looked, but I will. Now, now that you've told me, I will oh, look God. at what you shared. Please don't. Obviously. <laughs> No, no, I'm sure it's going to be great. I hope so. I can't wait to hear what you say about it. <laughs> How did you reconstruct Paris in your gameplay? Like, did you do it more modern or did you leave it more like it is? Oh, um, I, I usually say that the map that you play with is, I'd say, about 60 to 70% accurate. So all the streets are there. If you, if you took the map we have and you just like overlay the real Paris, the streets are the same. What we've changed um, a little bit is the shape or the um, composition of blocks because in reality a block so a block is is a, a group of buildings that is surrounded by streets okay for those who wouldn't be familiar with the term um, so sometimes you have blocks in paris that have buildings so small that it would be crazy to ask players to click on them <laughs> it would be you know it would be it would be just a, it would be a nightmare actually so we decided to remove these and sometimes to make it simpler but every time you see a building the real paris will have the same type of building so there again we had to simplify things um i have to explain that the map that you play with is entirely procedural um, so it means that it's when you start the game, there's only data, right? And and the, the map will be built when you start the game. Um, this was the biggest challenge we had to meet, was to reproduce Paris entirely, or at least all the center of Paris, 
all the all the historic pairs and um, so we had to make adjustments we could not uh, some some buildings look the same, but when you look at them closely, you see that, I don't know, balconies are not the same. Sometimes there's an addition of a little corniche at the top. Obviously, we could not go into such details. It would have meant to have all the buildings done by artists. It would have been so heavy that I don't think any computer on earth could run it. So we had to simplify it, but it's pretty impressive. And every time Paris, uh, Parisians played the game, they always, what they do is usually go to the place that they know. And I never found anyone disappointed, like saying, no, it's it's not like this in reality. One thing I have to admit, the Paris that you play with in The Architect is much cleaner than the real one. We, we didn't spend a lot of resource making it uh, dirty. So yeah, it's that's something we get. Sometimes, you know, just like, yeah, you should add some papers on, on the streets. You know, it's it's not as clean. But we like the idea that people will play with a Paris that they like, you know, that they dream of. So it has to be a bit of a uh, cartoon slash movie Paris. And that's why we kept it uh, the most beautiful city in the world. How did you play the game? How did I play it? Like, as a player, you mean? Yeah. Uh I'm not a good example because, um, uh, you know, I'm the producer. So uh, all producers do the same. You know, we, we just we play the game always with a, a, a corner of the mind, just like, OK, what's not going to work properly? So I never really I don't think I ever played it as a real player. I always played it um, with, you know, eyes open, trying to find things that couldn't fit or could be better uh, or so, but uh, when I play it, I tend to I tend to 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 destroy a lot of things. I lived in Paris for many years. It's not the case anymore now, but I lived in Paris for many years, and there are places that I really don't like. So I would I would tend to destroy what's there. I would put a lot of parks, um, but then you have to meet some goals also if you want to keep playing. So you cannot do exactly what you want when you're in career mode. Uh, I I am, for one, more sandbox oriented. So I would uh, I would just go and, yeah, crash everything and just make big buildings or not. Um, but you really, I mean, your listeners have to know there are a million people playing this game better than I will ever play it. So go to the community, look at what people are doing with it. It's, it's amazing. The most important question, why Paris? That's an easy one. Um, when we started, the idea was to give players a city and tell them, okay, you've, you've played games where you had a map that was given to you and you had to deal with it, right? If there's a river, then you have to go bridges, riverbanks, you have to think your city um, with these parameters. Um, now, if we give you something that exists and that you can't expand, what would you do with it? So that was the that was step one. Step two was, okay, what city? Do we invent a city? Do we create a city? Or do we give them an existing city? And um, we, we saw a lot of games um, that w had reproduced existing cities and there was some kind of a 
I wouldn't say a competition, but it was some kind of uh, a, a race, you know, just trying to make it the, the most realistic city. Um, but let me back um, go, go backwards a little bit. Um, uh, Enoto Games was founded by two architects who had founded another company before that called Enodo, not games. It's just Enodo. It's the mother company. This company has been producing virtual um, cities or buildings or neighborhoods um, for big urban projects, you know, just like big companies. Uh, they want, they, they will move into a new building. They want to have an idea of what it's going to be like outside, inside, everything. Uh, cities would come to them and just say, okay, can, can you reproduce this neighborhood? Because we have a project there and we don't know how it's going to be um, inserted, uh, Will it? how it will look. Um, so that's what they've been doing. When they started Enodo Games, the idea was to produce a game, but obviously the ability to reproduce a city was already there. So uh, that was probably one of the reasons why they decided to go with an existing city. Uh, apart from the fact that it was fun to just give a real city to the people and, and just see what they would do. Um, and Paris is probably, I, I tend to think that Paris is probably the city that anywhere in the world, if you ask people to draw Paris or to tell you something about Paris, they will always have a mental image, you know? I mean, most people will tell you Eiffel Tower. Some people will tell you... Uh, L'Arc de Triomphe, Le Louvre. Um, some people will take, will will talk to you about the, the the cafes and the restaurants. But I think even if you've never been to Paris, now if you ask people uh, Berlin, and I think there's a lot of people who will know what to talk about, but it's probably not as easy. Yeah, airport. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, no. I mean, there's not just that, you know. I mean, uh, with New York, uh, Manhattan, especially, what city in the world does bring a mental image so easily as Paris? So we thought it was fun. Now, um, I must say that some players, uh, very early on, as soon as we started talking about the game, some players were like, "Oh, why did you choose Paris? Why we don't want to? We don't want to destroy Paris. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world." And we're like, "Well, we're not, you're not supposed to destroy it. You're supposed to change it." You know, it's like. But I think um, I think there's room for other ideas and other projects, and uh, obviously that's something we're looking forward. Are you already thinking about doing more cities, like more architect games? We've been thinking about this for a long time, Sarah. Um, now, we had to make Paris. That was already a big challenge. Um, now, if if any if any producer anywhere, any editor, uh, publisher, I mean, uh, somewhere, uh, listens to this podcast and wants to talk about it, Another city, please move forward, <laughs> and uh, we'll discuss it. No, I mean, I mean it. It's uh, of course, it's something we'd love to do. We'd like to extend the experience, uh, maybe in a different way, maybe change a little bit uh, the rules, the gameplay. But um, eventually, uh, obviously, Paris was just a starting point. Mm -hmm. But you would need more support to make similar games to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it it's a big game, so it's something that. Uh, takes a lot of resource. Okay, I see. What type of players will most likely have fun with the Architect Paris? I hope 
everyone can have some fun. Um, now, if you only if you only play FIFA on on Xbox, obviously it's not <laughs> the kind of game you're gonna like. Um, you have to be so, yeah. creative. <laughs> yeah, you have to be creative. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Um, and and you have to be patient, a little bit patient, because you have to learn uh, how to use the different tools that we have designed. Um, there's there's a drawing board where you can really design your buildings, but there's also a part of this drawing board, it's called the plot editor, where you can really draw the lines of your um, of your land. Like like a rectangle, yeah. <laughs> like the rectangle, exactly. Um, and uh, there are there are drawing aids. By the way, I don't know, Sarah, if you found them, but you can have a way to make sure that it's um, a rectangle. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah. <laughs> but I had too many on, I think, because the, the numbers were overlapping. I was like, oh. Okay. We can do, yeah, we, we can some, do some support with you. <laughs> that <laughs> we'll, would be great. We'll, we'll do some support. Uh, what I mean is that there's a lot of tools. Uh, some of them are easy, like really easy to get to understand. And uh, some take a little more longer, but... Um, what's fun is that you can always undo whatever you've done. So that's cool. Uh, there's no big deal, you know, and, and it's not the kind of game that you can lose, you know, so grab it, play it. If you, if you can't find your way around it, there's a community that re is really helpful. And, and we have people that have been playing, um, very early on because the game was in early access, as you said, um, since uh, since February. So we already have a lot of players that are really um, familiar with it. And now we also have motors that start uh, pitching in their own uh, architecture. And um, this will be very fun. You, well, the Architect Paris is uh, your very first game. And uh, also Enodo Games was only founded this year. Um, so because it's your very first game what uh, challenges did you have and maybe still have well same as any independent studio um, we were nobody when we started um, we had uh, we were lucky because I mean we had the experience of the mother company so we already had produced things and we were able to show what we were able to do uh, pretty fast I would say uh, now, The biggest challenge was um, reproducing Paris. Um, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time to find how we would do it. And it took a lot of time to actually do it. Um, so this time, uh, of course, time is money. So we needed uh, funds, funding for a long period of time. Um, because for the longest time, it was really hard to... Uh, we were sure that we would achieve it, but it was hard to convince people that we actually could make a map uh, that is 100 square kilometer uh, wide, which is the largest map ever made in a game. Um, so it's when we started, like people were like, okay, you can make one street, but can you make two streets? Or, okay, you can make two streets, but can you make a full block, etc., etc. And so it took a lot of time because we didn't have the experience maybe of uh, an older studio. So we started um, a bit out of the blue, like saying, you know, oh, we can do it. And uh, obviously people were like, yeah, we believe you, show us. And, um, and so yeah, for indies, uh, 
that that haven't had the experience guys just be patient be strong because it <laughs> it's a hell of a road to go and get people to invest in your in your game but once you found the, the good partners the right partners then it's uh it's it's really really great and uh, once we had secured budget um obviously we had proofs uh to to provide uh of of what we were able to do but once we had secured everything um it was really exciting so i would say it's both the hardest part and the the most exciting part is really to bring your project to the world and say okay this is what i want to do um and then you have to convince them and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it works and then it doesn't work anymore and uh and you have to always keep your team going um i really had fun producing this really it was uh I, we didn't sleep a lot but we had a lot of fun <laughs> yeah i always admire this like um that people like you they say we just try it yeah we have this idea and uh, we are creative and we're we're having fun and uh, we want to do this project um that's that's our goal and i think it's great that you just go on and do it yeah of course things never work out the way you want them to be um that's life yeah things can go up things can go down but i think it's great that you did it well thank you it was um and, and it was really a, a fun ride and um if you if you believe in your project there's nobody can stop you you just need to find the right people to to make it with as we already said the architect paris release was in september 2021 and the early access phase started in february 2021 what uh, player feedback did you get in the early access phase oh it was tough <laughs> players are tough but we knew it um actually to be to be honest we had to release the game at one point um, so we decided to go with early access as early as February, and we gave ourselves a few months to finish the game. Um, that was not the initial plan, but as you just said, nothing ever goes by the plan exactly. So um, we did that. We released something that was very early, early access, I would say. There was not no real gameplay in it. It was really the sandbox part, which is kind of weird because most of the time um, studios will release the story mode first and then give you the sandbox mode. Um, we had to go the other way around uh, for a lot of different reasons. So we released something that some people had been waiting for for years because we started talking about the project publicly um, as early as 2014. Um, And yeah, uh, that's when we really started, um, you know, saying, "Oh, we'd like to make a game." And do you know how it started, Sarah? That's a that's a wonderful story. I'm just going to take a few seconds to tell uh, tell you what was. Inodo, so the mother company, released um, a, a demo reel, you know, just like any company would do. But it's the level of Inodo, and believe me, these guys are crazy good. So it was it was just what they could do, you know, like like commercial. And somebody took that video and posted it on YouTube with the title SimCity 6. And it got two, millions, two million views in a few days. And then people were like, people were like, this is not a game. And some people were like, no, it's Enodo. Actually, I found the same video there. And look, it's just a company making that. And a lot of people were like going... Yeah, but that would be so great if it looked like this. Why don't 
why don't uh, city builders look like this? Look at that. They, they really, they're good. And so uh, that's, that's when it was in 2011. And that's when we really were like, okay, maybe we should try to do the game. Because we had the idea of the game, obviously, but we thought it was the, the right time to do it. And then 2014 is when this, the company was uh, actually started. For many years, it just remained empty. It was just uh, you know, concept, uh, conceptualizing, conceptualizing thing. Um, and, um, so back to your question, uh, when we released, um, it was so sandbox that a lot of people were disappointed and a lot of players were like, Oh, what, what do you want me to do with this? You, you don't, you don't guide me. You don't give me anything to do. And we told them, uh, we're going to think about it. Uh, obviously, we have ideas about a story mode. Now, the concept the concept of the game is uh, really to try and be as creative as you want and as you can. Um, so it was, uh, it was tough. Early access was tough um, because we had to convince people that we were moving. But um, we have a, a wonderful team uh, that was really uh, ready to switch to take u-turns if needed to change things so that really helped because when we started seeing that people were really uh, disappointed we're like okay so we need to go full story mode uh, for the next few months and come up with something that they will really like uh, hopefully they are and they will uh, but that was yeah it was it was um it was complicated and um, we felt a bit guilty because uh we didn't want to disappoint people. And, and it's always hard to have your players saying that's not the game I wanted. Now, some people really loved it immediately and they're still playing Sandbox. But I think a lot of people were waiting for the, uh, the career mode to get back to us and to come back to the game, actually. Yeah, but it's great that they said something. So then you know what people would want. And you did build in now this career mode uh, where you are being guided. I'm also like this type of player. I also need a guide always. Um, and Sandbox is not so much for me because I also then don't know what to do <laughs> and also don't know what I can do. So, um, yeah, but it's great. I mean, that's also the point of early access, I think, um, to just get a feeling of what players would want, what they would need. And um, so, but I hope the feedback is better now. It, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> It okay. is. It is. It's. It's much. Uh, well, it. It wasn't bad. It's just that some players just, uh, you know, lost interest for a while uh, because uh, they tried the game and uh, it. It didn't meet their expectations, so they didn't play it. And if they didn't play it, they didn't give any feedback. Uh, now we're hoping that all of them, most of them at least, will come back to the game, but they have to. They have to try it again and tell us. And I mean, we're, we're, we still have a little room for improvement, even though we're the, the, the final game is is out. We uh, would like to move on to uh, a, a new um, a new project. Uh huh. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything about that. 
Um, we have several ideas. <laughs> you know, we're a studio. Okay. <laughs> are you still doing for the Architect Paris um, some more updates? Or I read something about more designs for the game? Yes, there will be uh, a few more updates and, and designs and content that will be added. Uh, also, because the game just released, um, we have a support team that is um, that is ready to uh, make adjustments if needed. Uh, and I mean, I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm not certain that there will be a lot of them, but I'm kind of certain that there will be adjustments to be <laughs> to make. There's always uh, things that can be uh, unbettered, and um, yeah, and we're uh, we're trying to have a Mac version also, which that's that's a big thing because um, uh, we we're thinking about people playing with Macs and uh, and they might want to play the game. So uh, even though they can, because you can play with uh, GeForce now, the NVIDIA platform, so. Uh, I, I know some people who don't have like big machines and uh, they play the game through GeForce now and they're having fun with it. It works really well. And because it's not a shooter, um, it, it doesn't matter if sometimes it lags a little bit. Um, you don't lose your game. You know, it's you're not mining bitcoins. <laughs> What moments in your life as a developer or game producer will you always remember? Is there something? Well, It's the first game release, you know. Um, the early access release was uh, was just how would I say that? It was a relief. At the same time, it was probably one of the most stressful nights. Um, you know, we we had been working on this project since 2014 for some, um, and hard work had started late 2017. So when we released in February, it, it was over, it was, well, uh, three and some, three years and some months after we started. Um, it's not that big. I mean, some games take five to 10 years to develop, but to us, with the means we had, with the resources we had, it was, uh, it was a long ride and it was a bumpy ride. Um, I think what we achieved as a young studio, um, not a lot of seniors on the team. Most people were pretty fresh to the industry. Um, I think we achieved something really, really great. So release day of the early of the early access, the first time the game actually was given to people, is something I will always remember. Um, the team was uh, all there. At the studio, we had bought anything, everything we needed to have a nice evening. That was obviously champagne involved because it was release day and we were in France. Uh, but nobody wanted to drink anything. Nobody wanted to eat anything before we had the first feedbacks. And uh, so every, everywhere we had this big screen and we were looking at what people were saying uh, on the Discord channel of the studio and the game. And so everybody was like... Let's not do anything until there's one people saying, I started playing and I love it. And that was, uh, it was a great moment. And uh, we were all excited. And, um, and then the next day we had to start working because obviously some things were not perfect. And, um, and so we knew that it, would, it wasn't just the beginning of something. It wasn't the end of anything. But that's a nice memory, I think. May I ask where you're getting uh, support from at the moment? Because you said before that you're looking for a publisher still. Well, we have financial partners uh, that have been following us. Um, now, that was on this project, and this project has come to uh, or is coming to an end. Uh, we'll soon uh, have to find uh, 
new partners for new projects. So yeah, uh, right now the support is uh, from these partners, uh, the sales obviously, and um, and uh, and that's that's why I was saying we're going to need uh, more support if we want to start. So we already started going. Uh, going trying to find new partners or the same ones are you getting some funding in france yes um you know france i think is the second best place in the world for indie studios and for studios okay. in general What's the first because best? <laughs> i would say canada because they have uh, tax breaks that are even bigger than france but france has a very nice program for uh, the video game industry so you can have help in pre-prod, you can have uh, help just writing your scenario. You can have help in production, and then once you've launched production, there's uh, there's a tax break that is of thirty percent of your of your expenses. So it's a lot, um, and um, not everyone is eligible, and but most studios will get the help. It it takes a lot of work to have the the paperwork filled but that's you know always the case that's everywhere it's yeah really yeah it's everywhere so it's mm. really helpful and um and we already we got the first help we got from the government was uh from the cnc the national um centre national du cinéma and it's not just cinema um so they're helping production um for video games um the the the, the file was pretty heavy to uh to make once we had done it it was really easy to get the help um, so i would encourage any studio in france to really go there ask them how they can be helped and um, the people there are really helpful would you also say that because of that france is really great especially for indie developers i think if you're indie indie like very small structure France is a nice place because there's a lot of help. Uh, we have a lot of creative people. Uh, there's a lot of uh, video game schools, so you will easily find people trying to work on different projects. Now, the downside of France would would be the fact that um, labor law is pretty complicated. So you need to know your way around if you want to uh, to start hiring people. So as long as you don't hire people, if you do your own game or if you're a couple of friends and you want to do your own game, you want to make your game, go for it. Settle in France, find partners, uh, go to the government, ask them how they can help. Um, that's a good idea. If if you want to start a company, you'd better find some people who have experience with that because it's um, it's country was there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of rules and you sometimes it's hard to find your way around uh, so don't go there like uh, you know it's not it's not america where you just like register a company and start hiring people and everything is cool you know france has a lot of rules but i think germany does too right i think it's first place with paperwork <laughs> but maybe second place is france then i don't know <laughs> yeah um, let's not let's be. not make it a, a race <laughs> a competition <laughs> Yeah, let's not make it a competition. Is there something you still need or miss as an indie developer? 
Uh, no, right now at the moment we don't. Um, we're, we're not at a point where we need. I mean, we need money um, for sure. Uh, be it uh, uh, from uh, from partners for new projects. Uh, we hope the game. We hope people will like the game as much as we liked making it. And um, no, right now we what we would really like is to have a lot of feedback on the game because obviously our next project will be in the same vein. Um, now that we've achieved this, it's um, it seems to be the smart thing to do, just like stay in something architecture, city related. So all the feedback that people are giving uh, on Steam, on the Discord of the game, uh, that's things that feed us to start a new project or to make this one better. So please, um, I know that all studios say that, but we spend a lot of time reading what you guys write when you play our game, the advice or sometimes uh, the disappointment. Uh, we take everything under consideration and uh, it will help us make this one better but it will also help us make a new game that might be even better in the future that's probably what we need now would you say in general that uh, you're happy with the game did it turn out the way you wanted it to be oh no obviously it's not the game we started to think about years ago i mean i don't know if any any studio has ever made the game exactly they wanted to um It's really close to the idea we had, um, but along the way and being indie and it being our first game, we had to make decisions um, about things that we would not be able to do. Uh, we had a lot of ambition, especially if, if you've played the game, you know about People, Planet and Profit, which are the three sides of the same uh, dice, I would say. Um, initially, this was supposed to be much more present in the game. It was supposed to be much more about sustainability. And, uh, and we had to come to the conclusion that if we took that road, it would not be a fun game because we didn't have the time and resource to make it a fun game. I don't, I'm not saying it can't be done, but we just didn't have that kind of time. So we, we stuck to what we knew we could do, which was creativity and giving tools for people to play with and to just like take a step back and look at their city and like be happy about what they've done. And if they're not, then, you know, start over. Um, so yeah, it's I, I'm happy with what the game is, but I can't say that it's the game we had in mind in in 2014 when three of us, four of us started talking about this. Still, you made it. Uh, it's your very first project, and um, I think all the learnings you'll get from it—that's um, something you can then put to good use in your next project. And yeah, I'm really excited what that project will be in the end. <laughs> Keep us updated, please. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I sure will, Sarah. Perfect. Then, Raphael, thank you so much for being here on the show. And um, I wish you all the best. And yeah, I can't wait what there's still to come. <laughs> Thanks for having me and uh, all the best to your podcast and, and to uh, all the listeners. I was really happy to be part of this.